Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. High noon on a Friday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. Between the two of us, we've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you to figure out the rest of what you should know by now. You want to chime in anytime over the next two hours. You can do so on the dot com. I'm talking the Twitter.com at Wesley Euler at body 52 and I got no Arthur Motes yet, all right? Little transparency. Uh, Motes had a Steelers event this morning, so he is uh, running a little late today, but don't worry. He should be here in the next 10, 15 minutes. So for the first segment, uh, unfortunately for you, knuckleheads, you just got me, Euler, here uh, for the first segment. Like I said, though, Motesy, he had a, a Steelers, I believe it was uh, it was a community charity event this morning. Ran a little long, but don't worry. We, we just talked on the phone. He's going to be here in like 10 minutes will be just okay. In fact, what we're going to do here uh, to get us started, because I know you guys don't want to just hear me ramble, um, we're going to sing our Here We Go song here a couple times today. We, of course, will have Five Star Friday on this beautiful Friday here in Western Pennsylvania. We'll also have a little show, Me the Money, Get That Paper, before we get out of here. So we still got all of our Friday bells and whistles planned. But what I wanted to bring you here first to uh, to get us started uh, on this Friday, a conversation... Um, that we've brought you a couple times here on the program. I don't want to say every week because that wouldn't be completely honest. Uh, but Dave Damashek is a friend of ours. He's a friend of iHeartRadio here in Pittsburgh, SNR, DVE, all the iHeartRadio stations here in the family, ESPN Pittsburgh as well. Dave Damashek, a born and raised Yinzer, one of us. One of us. And just an absolute diehard Steelers fan who now works for the NFL Network in Los Angeles. So he's still got that black and gold in him. He's still got that yinzer in him, but he's been living on the West Coast for a couple decades now. He works, again, you know, for NFL.com, for the NFL Network. So he's got a a pretty broad scope uh, of NFL knowledge, obviously, but a ton of passion for his Pittsburgh Steelers. Every once in a while, he uh, he joins the DVE morning show. He did that this morning. And here is Dave Damashek, our favorite yinzer from out in LA. It's the DVE morning show welcoming back our friend who may be in California, but his heart remains here on the banks of the Three Rivers, ladies and gentlemen. The one and only Dave Damashek. What's up, man? What's up, Dave? Dave. Yeah, what's up, Yance? Yeah, Roethlisberger looked good on the Monday night, Dave. Um, yeah, I, look, <laughs> I feel... Um, that I'm sure like the, you know, 2020, we talked about it a week ago. Let's pick or a couple days ago. Let's pick it up where we left off. Everything, uh, you know, tastes a little better. The drinks are a little sweeter and, uh, and so on, you know, it's, it's remarkable what a nice 60 minute stretch from our guys in black and gold, uh, can give to us. eh? we always have high easier to merge. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, or letting you go ahead of, ahead of them in the supermarket. Every everything flows a little nicer. <laughs> Dad, I'm not even going to get upset with you for hitting your brakes on your way into the tunnel. All right, good. Go ahead. Take your take your time. Everybody talks about, you know, you have your expectations going in and like 
oh, Ben's going to be back. He's going to be fine. But, you know, he might not have been. And he was a little rusty at the beginning. And then, you know, came through that two minute uh, uh, drill was just, you know, a thing of beauty. But really, the defense is the one that we had high expectations for. And man, did they ever deliver when you shut down Saquon Barkley the way they did. You might be in line for a special season defensively. I think that uh, there are a lot of candidates that way. You know, there's an ebb and a flow to to the way pro football um, goes season to season. And some seasons it's the offense that wins out. And, you know, let's jump to the end of the novel. It's going to be hard to see. It's hard to <laughs> conjure who's going to beat Patrick Mahomes and, and that offense. But I, I mean, I don't see a better candidate out there to take a shot at it right now than the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, the Bills have a great defense. The Saints will have a great one, but it does feel like our guys have the best in in football. And even though we didn't see a ton of it um, on Sunday, you saw it in the critical on I mean, Monday night. You saw it in the critical moment when you watch those drives that the Saints, like the Giants, went on, where nineteen plays or whatever it was. And the longer, as long as they don't get killed by a big play, the more snaps that the offense has to take, the better the chance that this, uh, that these playmaking defenders, and that's what they have. Yep. It's not like in, in people pine. I understand for the 1976 steel curtain, but in the 21st century, what works is taking the ball away. And the Steelers have that all over the place with TJ Watt, with the big pick and Bud Dupree looking like a hammer and, and Minka and so mm-hmm. on the guy, if you can take the ball away like that, uh, what does Roethlisberger really it's again like we talked about we're over everybody I think nationally and otherwise people overthink it like is this offense going to be good enough to we almost made the playoffs with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph last year (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger like Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to be you know the 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 height of Roethlisberger for this to be a successful formula this year and by the way he looked just fine to me I mean I turned to seven he knows better how he feels today um, than I do, but he looked, uh, he looked um, more than adequate on Monday night. James Connor once again, comes up uh, hurt in this game, which has been the knock on him is that he can't stay healthy, but boy, that happened a lot sooner than I thought it would. I thought he'd make it through a game or two before he'd have something, but he's not even going to play this week. Benny Snell will be the, uh, the bell cow, as Coach Tomlin always likes to say, but he's a small guy, as we said, more of a bell calf, more of a bell calf. But, <laughs> but you feel comf- comfortable oh, with Benny? Calf. I do, and I feel a little bit bad, I guess, for uh, for James Conner. Oh, I feel who, terrible. I don't know. I don't know why this never has occurred to me until we're talking about this right now. If he got because we talked about it on Monday. If uh, about the like, what kind of person goes with James when Jimmy is available to you? It's funny yeah. how different his his uh, life arc might be if he were Jimmy Connor right now. And maybe maybe that's what he needs to do. He's like James is finished. Every hey, everybody in the locker room, I'm Jimmy going forward. I don't know. Maybe that'll change things up in our our our, uh, our um, <laughs> local perception of the guy because right now. He's the equivalent of Mark Malone circa 1985. It's like, get that dude out of there. Like, who do you want to replace him with? Like, I don't care, dude. But then Benny Snell goes out and looks great. I mean, the the legitimate questions are, one, 
what does he do in the past game? Is he at all relevant in that? And obviously in the 21st century, the guy has to be able to catch the ball and make plays with it um, as a running back. Right. Two, He's not he very adept protection? at that, though. That's the problem with Benny Snell. And it must be said, it's a rule in Pittsburgh. If you are criticizing James Conner, you have to bring up he is an inspiration to many. He is heroic for the way that he battled cancer and that any criticism of his play on the field is not an indictment of him as a person. We still celebrate the great stuff that he's done for people. He's been incredibly generous with other uh, uh, cancer patients. And for that, he will always have a hallowed place in the halls of the Steeler greats. He's been hurt a lot, maybe as a result of having battled uh, uh, that illness. He was more prone to injury. Some have speculated. Who knows? But the fact is, great guy. We love James Conner. But reliability, it's been an issue. Well, uh, you're 30 seconds just there. I disagree with every word you get. No, of course, I agree. (laughs) Of course, he's a great inspiration, and that would be true if he came from New Mexico and matriculated in Montana and then found his way to the Steelers, let alone the path that it's uh, all on the banks of the Three Rivers makes it um, all the more embraceable for Steelers. From my hometown originally, Erie PA guy. Uh, um, yeah. And practically again, what, you know, the, what, what does matter ask Roethlisberger, what he wants on third down, does he want, uh, um, a guy who is effective in pass protection? I don't know exactly what Benny Snell, we have limited evidence of how he does positive or negative with that. The juju yeah, touchdown hear- when he was pretty good. Yeah. He picked up the blitz pretty well. I still, you know, I, I, I like Snell, but you know, I'm a big Ike Taylor truther. And so I'm vaguely resentful of him putting on the number 24 there, but, uh, uh-huh. that's, that <laughs> understandable, but, you know what? Yeah. You know, that that's neither here nor there. And I saw one of the coolest things ever for any, um, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, football fan was I was talking to James Connor once I was uh, Jimmy Connor. I'm sorry. Thank yes. you. That's that's Jimmy. Uh, this is a new day. Jimmy Connor. He's a new guy. Now we were washing <laughs> off whatever yes. happened. And now we're, we're born anew here. Jimmy Connor. I'm talking to him about, and, and I'm lamenting with him in the moment. I'm lamenting with him. We transitioned from the Steelers into pit football. And I, I, I said, you know, isn't it crazy? I don't know how to feel about pit football that um, there's so many guys, including you and, um, Larry Fitzgerald and Darrell Revis and whatever, you, you, Aaron uh, Donald pit pit fans know the list. Yes. It doesn't eat like then Why is this team struggling to get the 500 and go to, to the, uh, bumble every year? I mean, it's ins- It doesn't add up. <laughs> and as I'm having this conversation with him, Curtis Martin walks up. He's like, I got to say hello to this guy pit running back. Um, I, I, you know, it's such an honor. You're such an inspiration to the city and to pit and everything else. And he's like, Curtis, my, you're, you're the inspiration. You're the inspiration for me. And for anybody who grew up in uh, Pittsburgh to be the third wheel sitting there, uh, listening to this and a little resentful that they didn't bring up my brilliant uh, running career <laughs> at, at, at pit. Um, but that notwithstanding, you know, that set aside, I thought it was, but it was, it was so neat, of course. And so, Obviously, we're rooting for for Jimmy Connor to to soar to great heights in in 2020. But it does explain 
for the people out there who were very upset about no, uh, why didn't we take J.K. Dobbins? He was right there. He fell in our lap. The Ohio State running back makes a couple of touchdowns uh, in his debut. I know somebody who felt that way personally. Yeah, I do. You uh, know, was uh, it you, Crawford? It was not me. It was uh, not. I, yeah, I've been annoyingly vocal about that since April. Me too. I've been saying it too. But if Chase Claypool is good, um, I, I mean, you know, limited uh, look at him there, but that was a pretty good first the touch of the football in the NFL yeah. for him. <laughs> um, and, you know, I guess the lot, you know, if I, I guess what Tomlin and Colbert on down were thinking was, well, Benny Snell's going to be a revelation. I mean, if you talk to people who were watching yes. that practice, in August, there was a lot of people who were saying like Benny Snell has been the better running back in in uh, in camp here. So maybe that's um, you know that informed their. I mean, I guess it did inform why they went away from right. um, Dobbins and instead went and you know Juju probably got. Let's not say I I I almost went down the rabbit hole of this might be Juju's last year or whatever. That's not what it's about, fellas. And it's not about us critiquing J.K. Dobbins or Chase Claypool right now. It's not about what's on the back of your helmet. It's on the side of your helmet. It's time to rally around and (laughs) and remember what we talked about just a few days ago. 2020 is not about the vision on the banks of the Three Rivers. It's about bringing it all together for one (laughs) magical season. Oh, Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Oh, they're gonna re- they're gonna redefine what pro football is. Fan double fat. Who's gonna stop <laughs> them? <laughs> it's t- you know uh, we took a couple of years off. Congratulations, AFC. Congratulations, NFL. It's time to put our foot in the ground like Jimmy Connor and Benny Snell do, and make a hard push upfield against the Denver Broncos. Who I you know. They're just young. Dare I say, I think we should be able to beat them. We should, I mean, you know, we we should be able Mm -hmm. to vanquish this Denver Broncos team. And, you know, in, I talk about the last couple of seasons, what is a recurring theme for us when we have these, uh, these conversations every week? Why, uh, man, they're, they got themselves behind the eight ball and, you know, they didn't come out of the gate the first few weeks and now they got to scratch their way out of it. They can get themselves to two and oh, you know, that, uh, that then they're getting out of their own way. If they can just take care of a road, I mean, this is a team coming. I know there aren't going to be Steelers fans in the stands, but they still are coming from the Western side of the country. And if you talk yes. to enough pro football players, they tell you that is a weird grind on you. And otherwise, one they o'clock game. This game, we win that game and get to two and oh, by the way, the birdies are not a guarantee to beat the Texans. It's not like that's some jive team they're playing. But, you know, let's say if we can just keep pace and get the two and out and if 2020 can be the for all the songs I will sing about Mike Tomlin, the bugaboo, as we know, is the is lose inexplicable losses to mediocre teams. And if if they can avoid those in 2020, I mean, I think everybody's feeling it now after that defensive performance (laughs) on Monday night. You can feel And it means it really does. I know how cheesy and saccharine it is. You can feel the difference in Pittsburgh, PA. When the Steelers are not that good. I'm not talking good. I'm talking scary good. Damashek's hand 
up in the air right now. If we have have the number one defense and we have a Hall of Fame QB with a chip upon his shoulder and Deontay Johnson ready to break out and Juju showing the world who's boss and an offensive line coming together when uh, DeCastro returns... Oh, boys. Oh, boys. <laughs> we might. Yeah. Maybe the only thing we need to do as fans is remember what Cope taught us decades ago that we've abandoned. Maybe we need to start minding our P's and our Q's and attention to detail and all that. Maybe it's time we shelve the terrible towel. Controversial statement from Damashek. Cope said, you don't use the terrible towel in regular season. You must save its powers for January. I say maybe. Let's see how we go. Do are we desperate enough that we need the terrible towel against the Broncos in week two? I don't know. But let's see how so. I don't think we need it. If we how about this? If we win this game and we get the two and oh, everybody does the hard thing. They put that terrible towel up on the shelf. I remember, <laughs> I remember before leaving for Three River Stadium. I remember Grammy. She literally, she would sew Grant, the late great Grammy. She would, she made terrible towels. That's how what there you didn't go to a store and buy them. They weren't they they weren't marked by like a, a mass produced. You had to make them at your house. You got you went out and you got a gold towel or a black towel and you sewed them together like Grammy did for us. And I remember the old man saying before we head off to Three River Stadium to play who in 1978 or January of 79 to play the Denver Broncos. I remember the old man saying, "Get into the towel into the towel cabinet and make sure you get the terrible towels before we leave for the game." It was a ceremony to take them <laughs> off the shelf in January. <laughs> Let's do it in January of 2021, and it can be Jimmy Connor and Benny Snell carrying the ball. Split the carries down the middle. Dave Damashek, the podcast people should be listening to. Minus three and also extra points. Two new swell ventures um, on uh, minus three. Deep dive on uh, on the Pittsburgh Steelers in Northeast football. We'll j- dive in on Pitt and everything else. Great times with uh, Cousin Sal as well on uh, the Extra Points podcast. Listen to those things. More importantly, though, absorb the 2020 Pittsburgh Steelers. Get them in your soul. In the immortal words of Myron Cope, Deck the Broncos. They're just Yonkos. Ga 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 ga. Amen. Dave Damashek there, NFL Network's resident Yinzer with Randy Bauman. I totally forgot about that. The Broncos, the Myron Cope Broncos song. If you haven't heard that, uh, I'm sure just Google or YouTube Myron Cope Broncos. It's a fantastic rendition of uh, of a holiday song that Myron Cope rewrote uh, about the Broncos. Deck the Broncos, they're just Yonkos. Fa la 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 la. If you haven't heard that one, check it out. Always a good one to get you ready for a Steelers Broncos game. 
game. Wesley Euler with you here on the Steelers Blitz. We will be joined momentarily by my co-host Arthur Motes, and we will have the uh, typical Friday hijinks and shenanigans that we have here on the program. So keep those tweets rolling in at Wesley Euler at the Body 52. We will get to them in hour number two. We'll also, you already know, have Five Star Friday, our Here We Go song. And a little show me the money before we get out of here. So plenty to bring you here up until 2 o'clock on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. in the building, man. Shout out to the Power Grid, man. I hope y'all have enjoyed your Friday thus far, but we are back. We are here. Hey, do me a favor. Yes, sir. Can you grab that microphone real oh, quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what the deal is here, but that one, it's not project. Here we go. Let's try this. Can, can you hear okay, me now? Now we're getting there the levels. We go. Now we're getting the you, levels. You know we what? Need. I'm on the wrong microphone, anyways. That's okay. Now we back in the saddle, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, we're just all excited Power to get going grid. here. I'm looking at the. I'm like listening. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wait a second. Something's not right with that microphone. All right, we're now, good. Now, now we're back, man. So what I was saying was. <laughs> I wasn't going to miss an opportunity on a Friday. Y'all know what Friday means around here, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. It's my time to be in the driver's seat. It's your and, time to shine. And, and, and first off, man, shout out to West, man. Always doing shine. a phenomenal job, man. Covering for me. Community things part of the business uh, community. Working I know you the, put in that work early this yeah, morning, Yeah, we were huh? working with the Convoy of Hope this morning out in Beaver County, man. Um, You know, just giving out the materials, uh, different essential supplies for the people out nice. there, man. And they're still out there, by the way. So if you haven't. Stop by just yet, man. Over at Beaver Community College, they'll be out there probably to about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock time okay. frame. So, yeah, man, if you're in the area, definitely check them out, man. But Nice. Yeah, man. It feels you, good baby. to be back. Absolutely. Man, we, got, we, uh, we got some football to talk about. We had some football last on night. Now. You know that, man. Big time football last night. Divisional matchup. Mm-hmm. Obviously, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns. Um, I guess I'll start, man. Initially, I thought that uh, it was a it was a fun game, man. It was. 35, for Thursday 30. night. Yeah, you, you never know what to expect on a Thursday a night. Sometimes it, it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it looks really bad. But I thought for the most part, man, the game was, was pretty good, man. I thought it was, I thought it was clean yeah. on both sides. Close game. Back. Absolutely. Anytime you felt like the Browns were about to pull away, the Bengals, the, the Bengals would go down the field absolutely. and score. I thought it was good quarterback play, too, by yeah. both teams, yeah. man. Burrow looked really good. Dude. Baker Burrow. Baker looked like Baker from year one. I mean, I was like, okay, I like what I'm seeing right here, man. But both of those guys, man, really took big steps in week two compared yeah. to week one and this is similar to what we've been talking about though right we said the teams that had new coaching staffs obviously with Kevin Stefanski it's going to take them some time to start gelling they definitely looked a lot better week two than week one Mm -hmm. then we said with teams with young quarterbacks or new quarterbacks it's going to take them some time and we can see even with Joe Burrow like they're starting to get a lot better but it's still going to take some time for those guys to to fully get acclimated and everybody get caught up to speed but I thought just overall man it was fun to watch it was good from an optic standpoint Mm -hmm. we even had our first Stadium fight. We did. The first stadium fight of 2020. Of in Cleveland. There's only 6,000. Shout 000, out to Cleveland. Only 6,000 people there, and your team wins, and you still find a way to fight each other. Well, first, I was thinking <laughs> to myself, I said, okay, 6,000 fans, you got to be only t- season ticket holders, right? You would assume. Oh, I would think so. Yeah, like, and so, not even all season so, ticket So I'm holders. like, man, you're fighting people that actually like your team. Is that what's going on right? here? Like, yeah, what's going like on, die man? Hard's fighting diehards. And, and, and then I said, <laughs> with the social, and distance, the social distance, you probably had to ride with the person you were sitting next to anyways. That's true. What are we talking about? How you get mad with them? It's a Cleveland uh, thing. It's a Cleveland thing. Yeah, such they're a just Cleveland always thing, angry, man. You know, they're just always angry. But yeah, I, 
I was pleasantly surprised by that game last night. Dude, Joe Burrow looks good early on. He does. I mean, they got to protect that kid because that's the problem. That O line still is not better, bro. He can't listen. I realize that right now it's kind of the only way that they can win, but in the bigger picture, I don't think that's as important as keeping that guy. Like you yes. can't. He threw the ball sixty-one times last night. You can't 61. have you can't have Joe Burrow behind that offensive line drop back sixty-one times. You not, just, not at you're all. going to Derek Carr the kid. Absolutely, man. And it was funny though because. At first, they put out the. If you don't, if you didn't watch the game or you didn't look at the stat sheet, you just hear the man, bro, set a completion record, thirty-seven completion. You're yeah. Like, God, he was cooking, yeah. and he like sixty-one attempts. Holy cow! Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Whoa, what? That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, that's that's insane. And again, I get that in the scope of last night, that was really the only way for them to stay in that game. And throughout the season, that might continue, but they've got to have a bigger picture scope with well, him. And, and I will say this, I was a little bit surprised because you would assume with them having Joe Mixon that they would rely a little bit heavier on that. Mm-hmm. But honestly, when you're looking at the style of passes that they were using Joe that Joe Burrow was implementing, it wasn't a lot of stretch the field. It was more so yeah. of your quicker game variety. So they're they it were was. using it as a pseudo uh run game. And I mean we've seen this in the past with New England and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. If you can't just line up and say, Hey, we got the better guys, we're gonna run the ball on you, you resort to the quick game, you know, just uh right. slants, right. one step, your one step, three step, those type of route combinations, you, you stuff use like the that. short passing game like your pseudo run yes. game. You're you're trying to gain five yards on first down. You're trying Absolutely. to gain seven yards on first down. Absolutely, man. So that that's the the approach they're taking right now because they still they just don't have the guys up front they across don't. the board and that's always going to be an issue man if you don't have the guys up front regardless of how much talent you have around them because we talked about it from a a, a skill position standpoint the they're, Beagles their wide receivers they're one are of the stacked. best one of the best ten groups in the league absolutely they yeah. have dope wide receivers the running back mm-hmm. and Joe Mixon the top ten back mm-hmm. so they have the pieces. It's just you have to be able to protect. Otherwise, it's null and void. So I think that's going to be something. It'll be interesting to follow them. I mm-hmm. still think they match up with Cleveland a lot better than they ever probably match up with I us agree. or even Baltimore. I agree with that. And I think that that's why you saw them look a lot better last night. And why I still I, yeah, think I wouldn't that, go falling in love with either of those teams. Yeah, correct. And we saw when Cleveland had to play a team like Baltimore, they don't match up well with them right now. So you can see the teams that match up well, how that plays out versus the ones that don't. And that's why it looks how it looks right now. But either way, man, it was very entertaining for that to be the first third well, – yeah. not first day because you had the opening right. game. But the, the we never really think of the opening game yeah, as Thursday night because, because we've been it's, it's waiting the opening for game, it for, right. for five months. But for, yeah. the first, for, for week two, for that to be your Thursday night game, I thought that was a, a A-plus matchup, man, in terms of the optics, in terms of everything, storylines, the, the battle mm-hmm. of the two Heisman Trophy winners, two number one overall picks and all these things. It was just great, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. Normally those Thursday night games, I'll be honest with you, you know, by the time the fourth quarter rolls around, I'm laying in bed and I'm kind of fighting mm. off the sleep. You know what I mean? And, Absolutely. Because it's 11:30 by this time, and you know. But last night, I was, I was, I was glued to that game. I, I really was. I there was a lot of good sports on last night. Oh, we yeah. had the Heat versus the Celtics. Yes, we had uh, the Islanders and Tampa Bay went into overtime in, in the in the NHL playoffs. But I, I couldn't get away from that yeah. that Browns well, Bengals I, I game. I wanted to I ask you too, man. Um, following that game now, who are you more? Uh, impressed with the Browns or the Bengals, who do you think is going to do better going forward from that game? And who do you think, or, or which team do you have a lot more questions about? Hmm. Well, I mean, I think the Browns are obviously the team you're more confident in, right? Uh, they've just got a better roster from top yeah. to bottom. 
And while we both like what we saw from Joe Burrow, I think through these first two games, he's a rookie. He's 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 going to go out there and have a bad game at some point. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he he hasn't thrown an interception yet. He's going to go out there and he's going to have a did game. Did you just jinx him? Maybe. Did Uh-oh. you just jinx him? Come Uh-oh. on, man. He's, but you know, he's going to have a game where he goes out there and throws two or three interceptions. Right. It's just what rookies do. Again, particularly like we've talked about when you're playing behind an offensive line like that. Um, I will say, though, while we were both, I think, encouraged by what we saw last night, I'll go back to I would pump the brakes on both. Mm. I, I don't think that what we saw last night from Cleveland means, okay, this team's ready to go, and, and now they're going to really take off from here. I liked what I saw against the or from the offense, I should say, of Cleveland, but with a grain of salt that it was against that Bengals defense mm-hmm. um, and just kind of against the Bengals in general, right? Yeah. Um, and with the Bengals, too, they've got things moving in the right direction, but I'm not naive enough to know that they're going to have – I mean, they're 0-2, but they're going to have yeah. growing – they've been in both of the games so far. They're going to have games where they're not in games, where nothing goes their way. I would be encouraged if I was a Browns fan, but I don't think I'd be overly optimistic yet. You still need to see them do it against somebody else. Um, One thing that I did like, though, one thing that I really took um, from, I guess, from each team, the Browns, I think, clearly have defined that the run game is their key to success, Mm -hmm. and then you play off of that like we saw with the big touchdown pass to Odell Beckham. I (laughs) I think the Bengals have found that uh, that Joe Burrow has... Some swagger has some moxie oh, has yeah. has some it factor. Yeah, they just need to figure out how to harness that this year and keep him upright and keep him safe. So I think both teams have good things to take, but I think at the same time, you gotta quell the optimism just a little bit right now. Yeah, I, I agree with that, man. I do think for me, man, the thing that I enjoyed was number one, the running game, but number two, them implementing play action. Yes, when they implemented play action and got Baker on the move, it's a huge right a huge and difference. left. That's he, where he, yeah, that's he where thrives he there. He's yeah. highly accurate out there. He loves the run pass option, even though he's not the fastest of quarterbacks. He's just more comfortable in there. And obviously, with him being a smaller quarterback, he can see a lot better mm-hmm. also out the pocket. And I think that that helps when you have an offensive line that necessarily can't just hold up right. for 60 minutes against some of these edge rushers out here, especially in the AFC North. I think when you start moving the pocket like what they did with Baker, that plays into their strength as well, and it minimizes the the lack of talent on the offensive mm. line right now. Even with them upgrading it, and obviously you look at Jedrick Wills, I mean, he's, right. he's going to be a really good tackle right. in this league. They still aren't where they would no. like to be just and yet. was out last night, Yes, right? he was. Yeah, mm-hmm. which obviously so, – so Mother Hubbard was yeah, in there. Yeah, absolutely, right? man. He, play, he played he did, well. He played well, yes. Um, so speaking of the tackles, did you see the play? I think it was late third quarter where – uh, the Browns ran. They disguised a blitz. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't know how much credit I want to give the Browns for disguising the blitz because again, the Bengals' offensive line is really struggling. But they had uh, Miles Garrett and one of their corners, uh-huh. uh, number thirty. I forget his last name, but number thirty for the Browns. They essentially both attacked Jonah Williams. Yes. And I don't know if you saw this, but dude, Jonah Williams, I think, saved Joe Burrow's life. Like he picked up Miles Garrett well, right, and then and then got off of him just enough to get one hand to push Unreal, the corner man. who was about to blindside Joe Burrow. Like again, there was some encouraging plays there. There were some encouraging moments from the Bengals, but I think the bigger picture is just week by week improvement. And and you gotta keep you cannot again I, I I get it in the scope of one game but you cannot have him dropping back sixty one times and, and taking that amount of hits well and then when you look also man just looking at the difference of uh, commitment levels to the running game um, with Cincinnati sixteen carries by Joe Mixon they had twenty four rushes as a team but seven of them came from Joe Burrow whereas when you look at the Cleveland Browns thirty five rushes as a team only three came from Baker. 
Nick Chubb, 22 carries, 124 yards. Kareem Hunt, 10 carries for 86 yards. The level of commitment to the rushing attack, man, I thought was the big X factor. And that's also why Baker was a lot cleaner in the pocket. 16 to 23, that's very accurate. That's very efficient. Yeah. But they weren't asking him to have to throw it a lot. But when he did, it was very impactful. It was very effective. Ultimately, man, that's, I think, going to be the recipe for success for that Browns oh, 100%. team. 100%. I think, like, in their last nine games, um, Hunt and Chubb have combined for almost 1,100 yards rushing yes. in their last nine games. That's clearly their recipe for success. Uh, Antonio Absolutely. tweets here, Joe Burrow did throw a pick against the Chargers. That's right. I forgot about that. Good call mm. there, Antonio. Um, but, yeah, that – that's one of the things when we kind of did our big AFC North deep dive yes. earlier in the offseason. We said for the Browns, if they're willing to be a run first team, we think they can have some success. Mm-hmm. Because and then they that, have the guys. They too, have to do the guy that. that opens up everything else for, for Odell and for Landry and for their talented tight ends, uh, Hooper and Njoku. And, and obviously, while Moats and I, uh, we clearly don't think Baker Mayfield is going to be John Elway or Ben Roethlisberger out right. there. He In the right situation, like you saw last night, he can make enough plays in an offense like that to win you games. That's the recipe. The question is, is do they stick with that for 14 more games? Yeah, it'll be interesting to follow, man. I'm just glad, like I said, that we got a chance to see that come Thursday night. Absolutely. It was so, a fun game. Yes, indeed, man. But you know what we got to do here, man? We got to pay the bills. So, going to come out of the break, man. We'll talk about some more of this upcoming Ooh, matchup, man. Yes, indeed. Oh, yeah, well, we got to sing. You know, we sing first, then we start talking about the matchup. Mm, so, I feel like it's time for the here we go. End, so, of the, end of the first hour, we sing. Yes, yeah. indeed. So, you know what it is, man. Get ready. Go ahead, set your clock now, go on break, <laughs> but as soon as we come back, baby, whoo-wee, it is going down. So this is Euler and Moso on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, Euler and Moats back in the saddle on a beautiful Friday in it is Pittsburgh, gorgeous out there. Pennsylvania. Can, you know what, Moats? I know that this is a family show, right? Uh-huh. And we say that, you know, sometimes we tow that line for PG-13, but we're a PG show. For the most part. But I think this is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Buddy, I cannot wait to get home and crack a cold one today. Hey! <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that, I'm right? not going to lie. You had me nervous. I'm like, what are you, what are you about to drop right now? Where are you, right where are you going? Are we getting no. fired today? Is that what we doing? You know. You you already know. It's a it's it's a beautiful Friday. I can't wait to get home to crack a cold one. I think I'm going to stop at old Giant Eagles on my hey. way home and like get some steaks or some burgers or some type of red meat to throw on the yeah. grill, put on the smoker tonight. Speaking of, I'm man. I'm excited. Speaking of, I was grilling wings yesterday, right? First time this has happened to me. Uh-oh. I ran out of propane oh, mid, no. mid-cook. I was oh. like, oh, no. That's the word. Bro, I literally had to, like, jet to the to Walmart to go ahead and get my new thing. I come oh, back. I'm like, my cook time was all thrown off, man. We were able to make it happen, but, oh. That happened to me. It was me. terrible, bro. That happened terrible. to me one time. We had, like, my parents and my sister over. Oh, man. And, and, yeah, and now, fortunately, we have, like, a, um, you know, like, American Natural. Do you know yeah, what I'm talking I'm, I'm about? Familiar. It's, like, yeah. similar to, like, Sheets and Gecko. Yes. And one of those big gas stations is, like, right across the street from my house. So, you know, it only took me, like, seven minutes to get over there and yeah. get back. But you're right. It just... Throws it, you it, for a loop. Throws everything off, man. But you know what we're not going to do, man? We're going to keep consistent with what we do. We, we don't want to throw the power grid Uh-oh. into a loop, all right? Uh-oh. Because they know. 
when it's Friday and it's the last segment or before the top of the hour, they know that means one thing, baby. We sing around They're here. They're going to hear us sing twice, and it's at the end of the first hour, it's at the end of the second hour. That's Mochi, just how we do. The standard is the standard down, at, down at Heinz Field. And, and we and know, here in man. in our studios. And we, and we understand that the standard is standard. And if we take that jello out the box, we can't put it back in the box, <laughs> all right? We can't. So we have to operate accordingly. And yeah, that's right. And we're going to keep if giving we got varsity red, effort. If we got red paint, we can't. We can't paint the barn green. It's yeah, just, we, we don't, devi- gonna, we don't deviate or operate in hypotheticals we either. We do not live in our fears. Not that's at all, sure. man. So the time is now. We are here. So if you are ready. I'm ready. Hey, all my list, all the listeners out there, y'all just knock on the table. Knock on something that you're close to. Let them know that you're ready. All right, we hear you real good now. So without further ado, my main man, Wesley, you're about to take over. Here we go. That baseline just can't go wrong with that. Boom, 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 boom. Here we go, Steelers. Oh man, here we go. There it is. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. Talk to him, Wes. Here we go. Denver's Pittsburgh. It's always fun. It's fun. Stellar defense keeping lock on a run. He's going to be running all night. The young QB won't be able to hide because everybody knows in Pittsburgh we run. Hey, they shot my man in Denver. I got hurt in Denver. We don't like Denver, so you bring it to high still this time. Oh, and you better be ready, big fella, because we want all that action. Oh, yeah. We not playing with y'all. What y'all thought this was? Let's go, Wes. You know what time it is. Give him verse two. Ben back with the quickness. There it is. He back. Got the offense looking all legitness. Oh, Lord. It's legit. Throw the juju. Run it with snow. Uh-huh. And we send them back to Denver holding this L. Here hey, we go. You hold this L. You're not even a horse. A Bronco. You're more of a noble steed. That's what you want to hear. But it doesn't matter because y'all losing, baby. Drop that final verse, Wes. Let's go! Woo! Home opener on the North Shore. Oh, it gets no better than high school. Weird without Stellar Nation for sure. We're going to be yelling virtually. The one thing I promise you and me Uh uh is Monday morning we're all screaming victory! 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 Listen, man. Vic Fangio, you ain't trying to hear you no more. Mike Munchep, your pass is revoked. You're only cool when you're in Pittsburgh. We don't want to hear it no more. Like I said, you're not a Bronco. Broncos are what? Broncos are little, little, tiny, little horses. That's what y'all out there, Denver. Don't nobody like Denver? It snows too much in Denver, baby. Come on. Are there moats? There it is. That was, I love it. I love when you do the here we go. It gets me fired up, man. I'm over here ready to go. What? Let, let me see somebody in a Bronco color. Oh, oh somebody wearing blue and orange walking oh, down the street. Oh, it's on, baby. It's on. We don't play those games, man. Pittsburgh's gone to the Super Bowl. You're all right. No, we're going to have a parade downtown. But first, we're going to beat the Broncos. Got to do that first. On Sunday Absolutely. at Heinz Field. Did you like how I worked the re-ride in there? I mean, you I, know, I, I, you know I had to do that. Be- because for me, man. I always looked at Peasy and loved Peasy. And anytime we played out in Denver, we played on Denver multiple times. We were going to get that story, and I needed to hear it. I needed to feel it. So tell me this. I didn't get shot in Denver. You did not get shot in Denver. I got hurt in Denver, but I haven't and been I, shot in Denver. And I know this game's in Pittsburgh, but you know, I, you have actually played in Denver. Is it really – I'm not talking like sickle cell anemia, like legitimate health concerns aside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. 
Is it really that much different? Is it really that big of a advantage for the Broncos? And again, I know the game's here, yes. but just in general, because I know you've played there, is it is it that much of uh, something you have to adapt and, and learn to yeah, play? Yeah, well, I look at it a couple ways. From a conditioning standpoint, typically they have the advantage. Um, it's very similar when you're training. Anybody that's done yes. any type of like running and sprints. And a lot of athletes like correct. go to Colorado you go to or Colorado go to because, to Yeah, train. so due to the elevation, yep. it's harder to breathe, but it ultimately strengthens your lungs. And, and it ultimately... Uh, just as to the capacity of oxygen you're able to hold. Hmm. So you do have an advantage in that regard. So that's why when you when a lot of times if you're not from out there, you play out there without suit, you're breathing so hard, you're trying to catch your breath. It typically would take two to three breaths. As you know, when you're in your hometown, you just take one breath to get to make up for that. So that's a lot of times why you hear the guys that are out there talk about, man, I had cotton mouth, man, my mouth was so dry, it was hard to breathe. Mm-hmm. I felt so tired, especially early on, until you adapt to it. Yeah, that that's real, man. But Luckily, since the game is in Pittsburgh, they won't have to deal with that. And that's going to present its own challenges as well, man. Anytime your your body is used to one element, one place, and then you go somewhere else, especially short notice, it's not like they've been here for multiple days, that does have an impact. That does play a role. And, and this side is benefiting us. But trust me, when you're playing on Denver, it definitely is an advantage for them, man. It, it's very distinct. It's no different than baseball. When you think of guys that play baseball out there in Colorado, man, yeah. their, their oh, numbers absolutely. are typically a lot higher. Because the air is a lot thinner in terms of what they're right. hitting through, and man. And speaking of baseball, like I know Derek Jeter was like an adamant. He would go like the the <clears throat> four weeks or whatever before he reported to training camp. He would go out to Colorado and train for mm-hmm. like three four weeks before training camp because of of all that you just mentioned. Absolutely, man. So that's definitely how it is. But man. That was fun, man. I- I'm excited about it. Here and we you, go, so, and, and you know what's coming you, up when we come out the break real now. Real quick, though. If people missed it, Uh-oh. we will sing again at the end we, of the we're show. We're going to sing again, yeah. but even if you did miss we got a podcast we as well. Podcast. We got a podcast. Just with the Z. Anywhere you find your podcast, mm. just type it in the search. I've heard it's commercial free on demand. I mean, it, it's like Netflix, but free. It's like Netflix, but free. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that, baby. <laughs> but look, man, when we come out this hour, you know what it is, man. It's Friday. Everybody Woo. know what Friday means, man. It's something with stars, and it's five of them. It's a five-star matchup because we're in it. Five-star matchup! Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we in it! You know what it is, man. That's my big dog, Mr. First Battle Hall of Fame with Troy talking right there. So, without further ado, man, we're going to go to break, but when we come back, be ready, baby. This is Euler Remotes on SNR. Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Good evening, Steeler Nation. How are you doing? Fantastic. Well, let's get electrical then, baby. It's Friday, the second hour of this two-hour show. And, man, it feels so good to be talking right now, baby. <sighs> We're officially about to have week two. I'm, I'm the reason why I'm so – I'm just – I'm really appreciative of it. Oh. Because we, we talked about everything that had to go right for the season to even start. And then we got week one out the way without a hiccup. We're going into week two, man. Mm-hmm. Everything is pointing to the up and mm. up. It just feels so good, man, to have two weeks right now of normalcy, man. Two weeks of just positivity. Two weeks of us all just being able to enjoy being a Steeler fan. Being a fan of football, man. Don't you just love that, baby? Hey, man. Think about, just for a second, think about eight weeks ago, two months ago, middle of July, mm-hmm. where we were unsure about what the fall was going to look like for football, dragging our feet trying to find things to talk about. Mm-hmm. 
And now we're headed to week two. We had a game last night. We've got a full slate of games this weekend. I mean, does college, it get any better than that, college baby? College football is rolling along. It looks like the Big Ten is back and the, the Pac-12 is shortly to follow. NBA school, playoffs. NBA playoffs, NHL yeah. playoffs, WNBA, PGA Tour, U.S. NASCAR, Open, don't NASCAR, you forget my NASCAR. And... It appears that high school sports, at least in Western Pennsylvania, so okay. far so good as well. Yes, man. Uh, it, Motsi, two months ago, I was not entirely confident that we would be here. Let's not take it for granted. I am, yeah, I'm, listen, I'm man. jacked up that we got we got real football. You to have talk to about. celebrate your victories, yep. man. Celebrate yep. them, man. Appreciate them. If we act like, oh man, let's take this for granted. Who knows what the season looks like in six weeks, ten weeks? Live in the now. Appreciate the now. Worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow. Today, let's enjoy. Today, let's celebrate, man, because it's been a great day thus far. Amen And to that. what better way to celebrate on a Friday, Woo. the second hour of the show, Woo. than to talk about some five-star Friday, baby. You know we got to talk about these matchups, man. Arthur Motes, I'm excited. It's one of my favorite, to- it's one of my favorite segments of the week. Get your uh, get your get your note Friday, get your man. notebooks out, all right, or get your uh-huh. get your uh, your computers, or your iPads, or your to get tablets the people what they out. Want. Get the people what they need, and get those notes ready because it is time for Arthur Motes to take them to church. It's a five star matchup because we're in it. Five star matchup. Everybody we play is a five star matchup because we in it. Five-star Friday matchup number one. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Now, you know when I talk five-star Friday and I talk these matchups, I got to start with my defense, baby. And in particular, my five-five brethren, that boy Devin Bush in his matchup against Noah Fent. Now, no offense, the name sounds familiar because, yes, he was the first-round draft pick from a year ago. And he loves to be featured in that passing attack out there with Drew Locke, man. They do a really good job of implementing him and just finding ways to get him the ball. He's talented. He, he's very talented. And he's a different style of tight end than an Evan Ingram we saw in week one, man, who's more of a, a receiver type, man. This guy right here in no offense, big body uh, tight end, is going to be more your traditional style. But Devin Bush, you're drafted for this. You're drafted to match up with the guys who are extremely small and quick or some of these bigger bodied receiving threat tight ends you have every tool you know how to play through the hands you know how to tackle man you you did a phenomenal job week one your opening field tackling was great your coverage both man and zone your eyes were very disciplined you continue on that baby we money but this is the matchup oh, yeah. baby this is the matchup i cannot wait Motsi, we spent a lot of time two draft seasons ago, right, talking about those two talented tight ends, Hawkinson, Fant. There was a lot of talk that, you know, if the Steelers wouldn't have traded up uh, to get Devin Bush, that yes. that would have been a guy that they were considered in, what, originally picking 17th or 18th, correct. I yes, think? correct. Right, right around where uh, where those guys were drafted. I think Hawkinson went earlier to the Lions and then uh, Fant, obviously, with the pick. So, you know what? I really like this because the Steelers traded with the Broncos to go up and get Devin Bush. The Broncos with that Steelers pick selected Noah Fant. Yeah, so it's it's, so it's, it's 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 good on good, and it's the two guys who the teams kind of moved around in the first round of the draft uh, a, a year ago, two years ago, two drafts ago to select Motsi. I really like it. Bush versus Fant and the backstory that goes with it. Five Star Friday. Matchup number two. Oh, yeah. Now, you know this second one. I got to stay on that dog side, the defense side of the ball, man. We'll get to the other side in a little bit. But 
This is big right here, man. We're talking Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson against that trio of young and very talented receivers. I'm talking Jerry Judy. I'm talking Cortland Sutton. I'm talking KJ Hamler. Now, we understand, man, this group is very new. Um, two of these guys are rookies. We know that they some of these guys missed time doing training camp. And now they're they're making their NFL debuts, all three of them being together. They can play. Now, Jerry Judy, he has uh, struggled with drops, especially in week one against the Titans. But he's definitely going to present some challenges. But, man, when we looked at uh, Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson Monday night, 99% of the time they were phenomenal. Everybody, yeah. we, we know the one play that they had, obviously, that we broke now was a little bit of a, a just lacking in technique from both of those guys. But for the majority of the night, man, they were sharp. Those guys are going to have to answer the bell again, which they will. They're paid to do that. They are the upgraded version of this Steelers defense, man. Like yes. what they bring to the table now is a game changer, man. So look for those two guys, man, to minimize the impact of uh, Judy, Sutton, and Hamler. And like I said, it's going to be fun to uh, fun to watch because that's good on good. That is. That's elite-level athlete, elite on elite-level athlete, man. You do not want to miss that matchup right there. And maybe more more veteran on the Steelers side and a little bit younger. Yeah, man. On the a- Broncos age versus side. youth. Yeah, we're age see. versus youth. We're but talent see. on talent for sure. Hayden Nelson against that young, talented trio of Broncos wide receivers, Judy Sutton and the Penn State guy, KJ Hamlin. You see, I said his name last too. Well, alphabetically, you know, we know nah, H, uh-uh. H comes after S, obviously. Uh-uh. A- anybody from Penn State always is in the back. <laughs> Just remember, Moats said that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Five star for oh, yeah, now. Now you're gonna make all right, me all right, walk go, out go of here. Go ears, go ears. All right, I got you now. Five star Friday matchup number three. All right, now we're gonna cross to the other side of the ball. I haven't talked about the offense, but it is time. It is time, and it starts up front, ladies and gentlemen. Man, this offensive line—they have to win this matchup. Man, they're they're gonna have two stud defenders in Bradley Chubb and Jarrell Casey. Both of those guys have been very productive in both the pass and run game throughout their career. Both of these guys have been double-digit sack guys in their career as well. They played extremely well on Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. Man, they did a really good job of getting after Ryan Tannehill. They the, That offensive line is going to have to step up in a big way, and I know they're going to have to do it with some new pieces. We talked about the injuries, the banner, the injuries to Wisniewski. So now we're going to get Okra for more than likely is going to be Kevin Dotson at right guard. They're going to have to step up in a big way because knowing Vic Fangio and how that defense likes to isolate and attack, they're going to try to highlight that side of the uh, that side of the line of scrimmage. So it's going to be critical that those guys step up in a big-time way and minimize the impact of Jarrell Casey and Bradley Chubb. If they can do that and keep Ben clean and, and keep the, the, the ball handler having some time when he gets the, uh, the ball in his hands, man, the Steelers should take full advantage of everything else because from a, a skill position standpoint, there's a clear-cut advantage in that regard. I think so, Arthur Motes. I think that's a good call by you. And that's, you know, it's it's similar. It's kind of what we talked about along the lines of uh, heading into Monday night against the Giants. But, yeah, keeping Ben clean, certainly going to be a priority all season, definitely against some of the uh, the talented guys that the Broncos have on the front of their defense. Pardon me. Five-star Friday. Matchup number four. Oh, yeah, man. So, you know, we got to stay on the uh, offensive side of the ball, man. And we got to talk about these skill position players, man, these wide receivers that the Steelers possess. We saw how how they looked in week one, man. They took advantage of a matchup that they should have dominated, and I was very, very pleased with that. 
it's a similar situation this week against the Denver Broncos. Now, the Denver Broncos, they are a, a little bit better. They have a little bit more experience, obviously, with uh, Kareem Jackson, who's mm-hmm. been in the league for a while. Mm-hmm. Justin Simmons is a really, really good up-and-coming uh, safety in this league. But they're, they're going to be down some guys, man. A.J. Bouye got hurt. He's on IR right now. They're going to feel that. And ultimately, man, I just don't think that – as a whole, that secondary is going to be able to be as good hmm. as they would like to be, man. They obviously lost uh, Chris Harris through free agency during the offseason. And when you look at these Steelers receivers, man, they have the pedigree in terms of a guy like Juju who's been very successful. You got the emergence of young guys, James Washington, Deontay Johnson. And look for Chase Claypool to also have an expanded role potentially, yep. man. I just see that 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 group, and we're including our Titans as well with Ebron and Vance, I just think they're going to be too overwhelming for that Broncos secondary. And obviously, they're, they're really young at inside linebacker, man. Not a lot of talent, yes. not a lot of experience there. I just think that, man, that's going to be something that the Steelers should be able to take full advantage of and dominate. If if the O-line can hold up against this this uh, this front in terms of their pass rush, yeah, these, receiver, these receivers that the Steelers have should have a field day come Sunday. I think so. Let's just let's just not have Ben drop back sixty-one times. All right, I, I, I would hope we, not. we agree on that. I, I would hope not. Five Star <laughs> Friday <laughs> matchup number five. Man, y'all thought I wasn't going to talk special teams in here. Y'all thought I really was going to go two weeks without talking special teams in here. Come on, ladies and gentlemen, man. We got to talk special teams, man. And in particular, our kicking units. I'm talking punt, mm. and I'm talking kickoff. Minimizing the impact of Deontay Spencer. Yes, the name sounds familiar because he was here through training camp and preseason a year ago. Man, he is lightning with the ball in his hands. Electric as a return man in both the punt and kickoff return phases of the game. He's going to be somebody that this uh, special teams unit is going to have to minimize. So when you look at the addition of Derek White, he did a great job in week one minimizing Jabril Peppers. I believe he had three tackles on special teams. Mm-hmm. Another guy, Robert Spillane, did a huge yes. job, man, yes, performing. Did. And then Jordan Dangerfield, you're the captain to the special teams unit. I want to see you out there as well, man. That has to be a matchup that is dominated by the Pittsburgh Steelers, man. They cannot allow, they cannot allow Deontay Spencer to have any type of positive uh, returns back there, no. any type of, you know, uh, field-flipping plays, man, because in a game like this where on paper, offensively and defensively, the advantage is with the Steelers. If you allow them to get you know x-factor plays through the special teams element man that can really cr- yes. uh, prove to be critical for this matchup man so yeah, yeah we definitely don't want to do that man so this special teams unit has to minimize Deontay Spencer and Danny Smith if you need extra bubble gum man I'm gonna go down there <laughs> to the south side and buy a thousand pieces of the extra chewy non-flavor bubble gum the way you like it all right whatever it takes man we're all in on this thing whatever it takes <laughs> I love it, Arthur Motes. A little special teams to round out the list. Hey, we know it. You, nobody talks about the special teams until they cost you. Exactly. And nobody cared everybody about wants kicking. to complain about it. Nobody cared about kicking in twenty uh, in 2017. That's and then right. in 2018, it's like, oh, oh it's, it's kicking stuff. What is this? You think the Titans, you think the Titans were concerned with kicking until Monday yeah, night? Exactly, man. <laughs> it's funny how that works. Arthur Motes, one more time. Run them through the gamut. The five matchups on this five-star Friday that will determine the outcome, the winner and the loser of Steelers-Broncos Sunday afternoon. Absolutely, at man. Heinz Field. Absolutely. So five star friday matchup number one man is good on good first round pick on first round pick second year player on second year player and i'm talking devin bush versus tight end noah Fant. man that's going to be critical then the number two matchup man we're talking joe hayden and steven nelson against that trio 
trio of young Denver Broncos receivers talking Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, and KJ Hamler. Man, that's going to be critical in terms of making this this Broncos offense one-dimensional. Then, the third matchup, man, we had to talk about the big, I don't call them big uglies, the big, big swaggies, man, in terms of the offensive line. The offensive line, man, (laughs) minimizing the impact of Jarrell Casey and Bradley Chubb. Those two guys, man, for the Broncos are very productive in both the run and pass game, so O-line has to minimize them. You and I are Bradley Chubb fans. Oh, huge fans, yes. But let's uh, hope that the Steelers prove us wrong on Sunday. Hey, 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 this is my thing, man. Just keep them off the backfield. All right, yeah, yeah. He can still be disruptive. He can be disruptive. Just keep him out of the backfield. That's all. He can have all the tackles he want down the field. All of them down the field. Nothing in the backfield. I like it. I'll sign up for that. Absolutely. Now, the fourth matchup, man, these Steelers wide receivers against this Broncos secondary, man, that is going through a little bit of a transition, man. They're obviously losing Chris Harris Jr., uh, a guy that's been a part of the no fly zone for years. He's down. He's in uh, LA now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, AJ Bouye, their big uh, free agency Mm -hmm. or trade addition. He's on IR right now. the hurt shoulder you have to take full advantage of them man and then the fifth and final five star matchup baby our special teams unit man in particular our coverage units kickoff and punt minimizing the uh, the impact of Deontay Spencer he is lightning with the bottle you cannot allow him to get started the special teams unit man we talk about Derek White Robert Spillane Jordan Dangerfield make impactful plays in this element of the game man there it is, Arthur Motes, his five-star matchups that will determine the outcome of Sunday's contest against the Denver Broncos at Heinz Field. You gotta it's a love five-star it. matchup. You gotta Because we're in it. Five-star matchup. Everybody we play is a five-star matchup because we're in it. Music to my ears. Woo! Love it, love it, love it, man. <laughs> Jab says here on Twitter, so you're telling me that Danny Smith is always chewing a giant wad of unflavored bubble gum. Here I was thinking he had a deal with Hubba Bubba or something. No, nah, man, listen, man. It, it's, <laughs> he has the, the suit that, you know, you you have seen the very cheap gum that you chew it for like two seconds and the flavor goes out. That's the only type of gum he chews, man. Literally two-second flavor. You get two good chews and it's over. And he just keeps <laughs> chewing on it. I said, I don't know what you're strengthening your jaw to do, but if I'm ever locked up, I'm calling you because I know you're going to chew oh. through these handcuffs. You hey, chew through a brick with that jaw right now, man. Do you remember the Pirates old manager, Clint Hurdle? Yes, yes, absolutely. He was the same way. Like, yeah. him and Danny Smith, I feel like if you cloned their jaws— Bro. Like, uh, then those guys could bite through nails. Like, unreal. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it, man. Never seen anything like it, man. So shout out to Danny. <laughs> Without a doubt. But look, man, we're going to go pay some of these bills real quick, man. Can't wait to talk to you on the other side. Yeah, uh, just real quick. Should tell people, too, right? If you send us your prediction, your score prediction oh, for the game. Oh, yes, yes. We will read it on air before we get out of we here. We definitely will. So, so you got if you about got to... 40 minutes or so to get say, those So, yeah, in. you send the tweets, man. Obviously, I'm at DaBody52. DaBody. And then we got at Wesley Euler, baby. The good hair. There it is, man. So make sure you send those tweets in, man. Get your score predictions in. If you got any questions or comments, man, you know we love your feedback, Power Grid. Get those tweets in. Ha! And as always, Jules Remotes on SNR. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Woo! Yes, indeed. It's not the danger zone, man. This is the electric factory. Y'all know what it is on a Friday, man. Euler Motes. 
talking, breaking down these game, man, this Broncos-Steelers matchup, man. I'm really excited about it. I'm surprised you haven't outed me yet, by the way. Oh, no, 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 you know, no. Oh, you know that Wes Euler. He, he, no, no, he no. got a Terrell Davis jersey in hey, his closet. L- listen, listen. The reason why I don't have an issue is because I, too, was a mile-high salute guy. I, I was saluting everybody. I loved those yeah. teams growing up. They, they were dope, bro. Rod Smith, Ed McCaffrey, John Elway, yeah, Steve man. Atwater, it, it really, like, Terrell Davis. For me, I felt like that. The, Bill Romanowski. I felt like the, the year prior when Favre won the Super Bowl against the Patriots, right? Desmond Howard runs back the... Uh, I think he had ran back the, the, the kickoff in it, or no, he ran back a punt in that game. Yes. Like, that was one of my, that was probably my first legit, like, <laughs> oh man, I understand. Like, I yep. watched the Cowboys Steelers game in 96. I didn't really understand it to that level, though. But I remember, like, I'm like, yo, that, I remember these plays, and I remember the Broncos, like, Elway jumping into the end zone, getting mm-hmm. hit, helicopter. You're mm-hmm. like, whoa, this is nuts. So that's why, for me, I always have that nostalgia anytime we get to see the Broncos me play. Too. But it's beautiful, man, when you're knowing that this is a matchup that, number one, is going to be an exciting matchup, but it's still a matchup that we feel like we're favored in, obviously, and that we feel like should win, especially after everything that we had to endure last year as fans, man. 100%. 100%. That's an awesome situation. And it's always always interesting when the Broncos and Steelers get together, for whatever reason. For whatever, yeah. It always is, It could be AFC Championship game. The teams could be 5-10. and It always ends up being interesting. Always, (laughs) man. But I did have two questions for you, man. So we talked about this a little bit with Batco, man. I went to ask you and get your opinion on this man one reason why the Steelers win what would it be hmm and it doesn't even have to be one reason just you sure, know, sure. Wh- why, why did the Steelers win this game <laughs> you know what I'm gonna go with ball security mm. because in a weird way that was the really the only way that the Giants were in the game for a long time on mm. Monday night. I mean, let's be honest, that's how they got that first field goal. That's how they, they got their only lead, right? Yes. If if the Steelers punt, or if the Giants punt, pardon me, Deontay doesn't muff that, the Steelers go down the field and score a touchdown and they're up 7 to nothing. It's a totally different game. It, it's a totally different game. Now, it's a totally different game, too. Credit to the defense if the Giants score there and put 7 points on the board. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, man, it's, it's as you alluded to in your 5-star matchups, it's a banged-up Broncos defense. Um, you could argue that the their most talented pass rusher and their most talented cover guy in the secondary are both out. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if you could argue that. That's maybe just fact. Yes. <laughs> uh, so for me, uh, you know what? I, I think I could go with a lot of things. I could go with the, could go with the pass rush. You could go with uh, the run game. I could talk about Benny Snell or James Conner. But I'm just going to go with simple ball security. The Steelers take care of the ball on offense. The defense forces another turnover or two. Uh, they're going to be in great position to win this game. I like it, man. So for me, I think the, the biggest reason the Steelers win, man, is the secondary. I just see because I, I I know these edge rush can get hmm. after them, but I know schematically they're gonna do things to minimize them. They, yes. I mean, if you watch them, what they did to Jadavion Clowney in that Titans front, they kept those tight ends in, and, and they would literally one thousand one, one thousand two, very deliberate and elongated chips, and then release into their route, and then from there, Locke was able to hit those guys. So knowing that the the front guys are gonna be altered a little bit. The back end, though, man, they they have to be the mm-hmm. reason. They can't have any mishaps from a communication standpoint, can't have any mishaps from a technique standpoint. Right. They have to be clean because, Lily, that was the only bad spot about last week's game, man, just that that lapse. So as long as they can continue to minimize that, man, I think that's going to be the biggest reason why they're successful because across it's the board, it's, just, it's a lot of positives for the Steelers, but – if if they allow if the the secondary of the Pittsburgh Steelers allows it to be close mm-hmm. with those Broncos receivers, it can definitely present some challenges. You know, and I like that too. 
in the sense of, I mean, we saw, and I expect this to happen again, the Steelers just snuff out the Giants' run game at every opportunity. I, I, I think that's going to happen. Broncos offensive line is a little bit better. Correct. But I, I still think they're going to have a hard time running the ball against the Steelers' defense. And then that would make me think, right, Locke's going to have to make plays with Fant and that trio of talented wide receivers. They're going to have to put the ball in the air, again, particularly if the Steelers get out to a lead. I like that call by you, Moses. Yeah, and I will say this, too, as it pertains to the run game. The only reason I think that the Broncos are going to have a little bit more success compared to the Giants, the Giants, when we talk about from a pre-snap standpoint, we're very stagnant. We looked That's at true. This, the, the Steelers' Broncos, offense, the Broncos you saw much move. movement. Yeah, yeah. so the way the uh, the Steelers were moving in week one, shout out to Matt Cannon in terms of all the pre-snap motion and shifting and stuff, the Broncos are identical in that vein. And the reason why it's so beneficial is because it puts the defender on their heels. It makes mm. them have to communicate extra. It makes you have to second guess. You're going to get some gray areas in terms of your reads and your responsibilities that's why I think that they're going to have a little bit more success but ultimately I don't think it's going to be enough to to really make you you know fear the play action and all those other things from them but that's definitely something that I think is going to be a little bit different even though uh, Melvin Gordon is nowhere near uh, Saquon. Uh, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. And neither is Philip Lindsay, yeah, and, even though and he's not he's, playing. Yeah, and he's yeah. hurt. But I think that's just, for me, schematically, that's yes. some of the things that they're going to do to help them out. It's almost kind of like the Niners in that sense, yes, right? Very that, true. That, very yes, true. Mostert is a talented running back, mm-hmm. but it's it's a, their run game success or failure is more to do with the scheme and, yes. and the offensive line than it is the running game. Absolutely. And now my second part to this is uh, why would the Steelers lose this game? Ooh. <sighs> Ball security. <laughs> um, I think the Steelers will lose this game. And I don't know, maybe I'm stepping on your toes a little bit here. The Steelers will lose this game if the Broncos can move the ball through the air. Um, I like that, yeah. yeah. I mean, dude, Noah Fant's talented. He was a top 20 pick for a reason. Judy, talented, top 20 pick for a reason. Sutton, talented, high pedigree pick for a reason. Drew Locke, talented. First round pick for, I mean, all those guys are first round picks, and KJ yes. Hamler was, what, a second or third? Yeah, early second. Though. Early, early second. second. Yeah. So, I mean, all those guys are top 50 picks in the National Football League. They're young, they're unproven in a way, but they're certainly talented. They've certainly got pedigree. If, yeah, if it was Locke, a 46 Locke, overall pick for Hamler. 46. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're all top yes. 50 picks. If if Locke has, uh, if Locke is in, in that trio along with Fant, that, uh, that, Quad, quadruple? That quartet. That quartet. quartet that's yeah, the say, word I'm looking for. Quartet, man. Come, Come on, on. My dad plays classical music. I should know this. Jeez if, Louise. Uh, if Locke and that quartet can find success, I think that would be how the Steelers lose. I like that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. And now for me, um, I could see the Steelers losing if they cannot protect Ben. If they Ooh. get dominated up front – with these newer the guys, they can't run the ball. They become one-dimensional, and Ben does have to throw it 40-plus, 50 times. Yeah, I think that could definitely be an issue, man, because we know when Bradley Chubb is healthy, and and the thing that I really saw with Bradley Chubb was this. When he was fresh in the game, he looked extremely good. Mm-hmm. Now, because Vaughn was out, they wanted to minimize his snaps, but he ended up playing literally 90% of the snaps. Yeah. And that was not a part of the plan. That's not what they wanted to do. And you could just see he was winded at times. And his effort and productivity went down when tired. But when he would be fresh again, he was back being impactful. Yes. I can see a scenario where him, Bradley Chubb, I'm talking about, and Jarrell Casey, just they caused one of those turnovers, a strip sack. Hmm. You know, those type of situations. 
Phil flipping plays. Remember, the other team's allowed to make plays, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. And we saw, too, on Monday night how the Giants' D-line were able to get after Ben a little bit, and they don't have a player of Bradley Chubb's pedigree. That's true. Or his productivity. Very true. Along with the Jarrell Casey, either. They don't have a guy who's done it for as long as he's done it at that high level as, like he's done it as well. So that's why, for me, man, I could see a scenario where mm. if those two guys can really get going – it could really cause some some issues because it doesn't matter how good of a pass you are. It doesn't matter how good your receivers are. If you're not having the time, it's going to look very similar to yeah. that that no. Patriots-Giants Super That's Bowl great, where that yeah. D-line <laughs> just got after Brady. It didn't matter that they were open. They, he just didn't have time to throw the ball, man. Yeah, no, that's a great call by you. More moving parts on the offensive line. Um, if you if the run game's stagnant, if they can get after Ben in predictable passing situations, yeah, that's – that's yeah. not good. It's not good. It's not good. But you know what? But enough what is good. I was gonna say enough of the not good because I like to operate in the positivity. I don't live in. I don't live in my fears. <laughs> and I don't operate in hypotheticals. Okay, you know that. We don't do that on this show. We do not. But what we do do on this show we, is sing. I was gonna say you got a lot to tease here. Partner. Yeah, yeah. We sing on Fridays, and we know what we do on Fridays. We got to get to the paper yep. on Fridays, man. We also got to get to the tweets, and then we got to get to the tweets, man. So you know what? We're gonna have a jam-packed last segment. So I'm gonna get to break now so that way we're not. Short change real you, quick one more time. But, make sure they know if they but last make chance sure. to get those predictions listen, in. Listen, listen. If you haven't got them predictions in just yet, I personally don't know what you've been doing. <laughs> okay, but I'ma beg you. All right, this is your last. We got time. a lot of them. If I in got here. to beg and please for oh, your yo. tweets to me, I don't mind oh, your predictions, please, because the power grid means that much to me. All right. <laughs> so with that being said. You tweet me at the body fifty two, the body, and at Wesley Euler, the good hair, and everything you need is gonna come true. All right, baby. So get those tweets in, man. We're singing in the last hour. We're getting to the paper in this last hour, Woo. and we're taking your tweets and reading those predictions this last hour. All right. So without further ado, man, this is Euler and Most on Steelers Nation Radio. Somewhere up a New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away This is the Steelers Blitz With Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes On your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Twisting the night away Twisting Twisting We are twisting away here on Friday, baby And we talked about it, man We said in this last segment man we're gonna be doing a lot man we singing we are getting to the paper and we reading tweets oh, and doing predictions so we are we're about to sing but while we're singing if you haven't done so just yet last chance here's your last chance baby Forever get them hold tweets your peace in. for i ain't even about to count time. that it was a long 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 time like, long time like 50 some hours yeah yeah 60 some more, hours more, more than i would like to count more to. than i would like to count all right so just make sure that you get Last those tweets in at the body fifty two. The body and at Wesley, you the good head. So it's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. You got but like two minutes here. You got two minutes because we about to drop this new mixtape right here, man, called the Denver Broncos. Here we go, edition. So, <sighs> love my main man, Wes Cook. Here we go. Oh, I'm ready I'm to go. I'm fired up for this one. You know what time it is, man. I'm fired up. You know what time it is, man. It's not a game, ladies and gentlemen. We Wesley Euler, go to work, baby. Cool. Super Bowl. Here we go. You know what time it is, man. It's not a game, ladies and gentlemen. Wesley Euler, go to work, baby. Cool. 
California. First, we go up here to Stillers. Black and the gold. This town of Pittsburgh's heart and soul. Oh, that's no question. The Stiller Nation has the best fans. They listen to Euler and Motes. The six-time Super Bowl champs. Woo! Here we go, Denver and Pittsburgh. It's always fun. It's fun, baby. Stiller defense keeping lock on a run. Man, he gonna be unlocked. The young QB won't be able to hide because everyone knows in Pittsburgh we ride. Here we go. Who ride? We ride. Who ride? We ride. They shot me in Denver. They shot my cousin in Denver. You will not. You know what time it is, baby. You let's get it, baby. Where's first two? First two. Big Ben back with the quickness. He back, he fast. Got the offense looking all legitness. Slim Ben in the building. Throw to Juju. Run with Snell. And send them back to Denver. Holding this L. You know y'all holding the L, man. Y'all can ride that little Bronco, that little wild horse you got all the way back to Denver. Because y'all not getting any doves around here. But stop by Permani Brothers on the way, y'all, oh, baby. Oh, for sure. Definitely do that. Ha! All right, final verse. Let's do it, Wesley. You love it. strong. Here it is. Home opener on the North Shore. Hey, beast no better than high school, man. without Stiller Nation for sure. But you, and we here virtually, though. One thing I promise to you and me is Monday. Morning, we all scream victory! 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 Where these horses at? You ain't got nothing against the steel daddy, baby. I take Steely McBean over Bronco McBronco any day. And that's just how I feel, baby. That's just how I feel. Y'all ain't got nothing, man. We got more rings. We look cooler. Our food's better. And our weather's better, baby. And like you said with New York last week. I think our taxes are lower too. I think, yeah, yeah, I think we got right. that going for it. I'll put that in there. I think it's ex- expensive. Denver's one of those cities now, yeah, man. Yeah, nobody likes Denver. Good no luck. Way. I mean, I think yeah. everybody likes Denver because everyone's well, trying no, no, to live no, there. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You don't like because the taxes. Because though. the, pro- the nobody property likes taxes. Denver taxes through no, the roof, all, man. Can't through trust the that. roof. Come on, baby. Arthur Motes, the people asked. We delivered. That's our "Here We I Go" mean, song. That's what we're supposed to do. Broncos edition. That's what we're supposed to do. The standard is the standard. Yes, sir. All right, before we uh, before we get to our picks, to get Uh-oh. that paper and our game prediction. Did, did they get the tweets in just yet? Uh, All we, the got, tweets in? we got a lot of tweets. Okay, I'm about to say, y'all better, listen, I've been hammering home these tweets. Get the tweet, 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 tweeting. Mozi, they have delivered. They certainly Dude, have delivered here. All I'm right. excited. Um, Antonio says 38 to 20 Steelers. Defense scores two touchdowns. Ooh, feisty. And, I he, like it. and he also adds, being a Southern California kid, I've never been to Pittsburgh. Uh, obviously, this year is a sort of a scratch, but I want to visit the city and see a game next year when is the best time to visit january january when it's freezing cold playoff football it's nothing like it hopefully it's a night game i feel like especially coming from cali you need to experience the cold you mm. need to know what it's like to have on one of them big boy mm. coats have one of them big boy hats and drink one of them big boy drinks to keep you extra warm man but trust me it is nothing like it man preferably at night hans yeah. under hans under the light is beautiful man i'll also say october just October's because nice too, yeah. I, I don't. I think I'm right on this. Being a Southern California kid, he probably doesn't get the the seasonal changes like we do. Yeah. So if you come out here in October, I mean, it's beautiful. You know what I mean? The leaves change in colors. The kind of the fall in Western Pennsylvania is a beautiful time to be here. So I'll go October. Mozi will go January. But I mean, come on, 
there's never a bad time to come to Pittsburgh. It's never, it's Pittsburgh, baby. And see a Stellar's game for sure. All right, let's run through these tweets here because, like I said, we got a bunch of them. We love it. Oklahoma Zone, 34 Steelers, them nine. He doesn't even, yeah, he doesn't even say Denver, they, just They shall them. remain nameless. 34 to nine is Oklahoma Zone prediction. Uh, Jamie goes with 27 to 10 Steelers. Snell over 100 yards again. And I like a it. turnover forced by Menka. I like it. Rudy says Steelers 28, Donkeys 10. Mm. <laughs> defense has a big day, five sacks and a touchdown for the defense. Shout out Rudy there. Uh, Don Juan, black and gold 30, Broncos 17, and wants to know if Moats thinks McFarland will get a helmet this week. Depends on James. It depends on James. Yeah, James' availability is down. Yes, he gets a helmet. BPR says Steelers 28, Broncos 10. Uh, me! Me. They, that, now you put emphasis on it. I like it. Westman and Dr. Motes, my prediction is Steelers 28, those Yonkos 17. Nice homage to Myron mm-hmm, Cope there. Mm-hmm. And the questions for you. Uh, me wants to know which Steeler will have the most touchdowns this week. Oh, Ooh. That's, that's different. I like that one. Deontay Johnson, final answer. Benny Snell, final answer. Which which is your favorite steak marinade or seasoning? Ooh, when it comes to steak, I'm just a classic pepper and salt guy. You're a cla- oh, serious? But I do like the meat church. See, I got meat church, and then I also use a uh, – it's called uh, Spice 3. Ooh. And they have a Cajun, season, a, Cajun, a Cajun seasoning that I like to use on it, man. So, yeah. <laughs> this last one. Now, see, this is right in our wheelhouse. Code Spice. That's what it's called. Code Spice. Ooh. Me asks, best comic book sound effect, is it pew pew, is it whoosh, or is it thump? <laughs> I'm a big pew pew guy. I, I'm, I'm a thump guy. Because <laughs> I always feel like when, when I fall, then it's thump. I just so, feel like something just shakes around me. Fun side note, for everybody that has an iPhone, if you text pew pew, it sends lasers automatically on your iPhone. I kid you not. Arthur Motes, text me pew pew I'm right now. Texting right and, now. And see what happens. So what? me and my bu- me and my buddies actually text each other pew pew a lot when we're messing around. Like when we got Yo, you see it, right? Guys. I'm not lying, right? Oh, let's go. My <laughs> so, phone is vibrating as crazy. So pew pew for sure is the one I'm going That's with. Tight. Josh says, love the song today. My eyelids are cut off and I'm ready to go. Steelers twenty four, Broncos ten. Uh, Michael Barnes Jr. twenty or sorry thirty two to thirteen goofy score there I like it okay, though okay. he says let's go Euler and Mozi here we go Keith says you guys should have three hours every day you have the best show in town thank you Keith we appreciate man, it I definitely appreciate that man prediction twenty four to thirteen go Steelers hey Richard chimes in here. Man, I got to keep all these in. We got a lot of tweets. I love this. Yes. Richard says, I'm picking the Steelers 27 to 10. Uh, Motes, let this be the lesson that charcoaling is always the best way to go in grilling. You guys are still a man, though. I will agree with you, Richard. I love the charcoal taste. Listen, man. But the effort is difficult sometimes. Listen, listen. I live by the code. The code of King of the Hill. The code of Hank. Hank told me propane was here from God. God <laughs> used propane when he cooked for the 12 disciples, all right? That's what Hank told me from King of the Hill. So I'm just listening and following the teachings that I had as I grew up as a young man into the man that I am now, a propane God-fearing, loving of American God. That's what I am. Propane, baby, all day. <laughs> 
Rebecca, the lit one. Lit, lit, lit. 28 to 13 Steelers. Hashtag. Love it. Love it. Here we go. Hey, now. Brandon, score of the game will be 28 to 6 Steelers win. Big Ben has another good game, puts on a show. The defense contains Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. I'll sign up for that right Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Chris do it. Lee, 28 to 10 Steelers with a special team score. Thank you. Thank you. I just want a little special team love in here. That's all. Hey, if, if Deontay Johnson gets that special team score, that helps out my prediction. You know Ooh, what I'm saying? Hey, hey. Now, hey now. Harry says Steelers 35, Broncos 14. Um, let's see here if we got oh uh, thrash thrash uh, said said I can't wait for more Mozi's horse sound effects. Well, asking you shall receive. <laughs> he says also prediction 30 to 17 Steelers. Um, last week I said Juju would catch Ben's first touchdown pass. I was correct. This week I'm calling Ebron gets his first touchdown from Ben and Snell will get a rushing touchdown. Also, you heard it here first. I love it. So all the predictions there from Thrash. Let's see. Last one's here real quick. Uh, the lit one also adds in. I just heard the song. I love it. Uh, Fisher Price called Mozi and they want their animal soundboard back. And last Let's prediction go. here. All right, I'm sorry. You can still tweet us. We still appreciate it. But the last one that we can get in here before we got to get the paper, Randy gets the last one in. 28 to 14 Steelers, and I got a Claypool touchdown too. Hey, now. I, I like love it. it. We I love like it. it. All right, how, how do we feel the game's going to play out? And what are the other games that we like around college football and NFL? Are the most? Is it time? It's definitely time. We got to get that paper. It's definitely time. Show me the money. Show me the money. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Arthur Motes. You know, last week it was it was a nice little, you know, dip in our feet into the pond. Oh, yeah. But we are officially back this week, Arthur Motes. I have got five games for you. Of course, the Steelers are one of them. Three other NFL games. And Motes, see, I threw in a college football game this week. Now you're talking to me, Now baby. I'm speaking your language, yes, right? Indeed. Now I'm speaking your language here. All right, let's get right down to it because we don't have much time. Let's start on Saturday. Tomorrow, college football. The Houston Cougars at the Baylor Bears. A little Texas on Texas. Oh, man. All little right. Dana Holgerson back in the Big 12. Okay. Ooh. Long time no see, my friend. Houston's favored by four and a half points. Or, sorry, uh, Baylor's favored by four and a half points. So, Houston is getting four and a half points. I will take Houston plus four and a half. Baylor wins. But it's close. It comes down to a last-second okay, field goal. Okay, and, okay, And Baylor wins by two or three, but not four and a half. It's going to be a really tight they game. They got no four and a half type dogs. No, they ain't doing it Baylor, like that. you know, Matt Rule's gone, so new coaching staff in a crazy offseason. Houston's got everybody back from last mm-hmm. year. It's a big game for Houston, you know, in terms of that in-state recruiting and their footprint. I think it's really close. Houston could win, but I'll certainly take them with the plus four and a half, Arthur Motes. I like it. I like it. Moving into the NFL, and here's where Motesy really wants to cut his Talk teeth. To oh, me, baby. Yeah. Talk to Let's me. go uh, to the Lone Star State, to Jerry World, where the Falcons Uh-oh. traveled to Dallas. And I realize that the Cowboys early on in the season, they've got some injury concerns. All right, Amari Cooper's already banged up. Tyron Smith's uh-huh. banged up. Keep going. Leighton Vander Esch is banged say- up. <laughs> But I don't think the Falcons are any good, and the Cowboys are only favored by five points. I think they've got enough in them to win this game by six or se- by six or seven. Give me the Cowboys minus five. Absolutely, and the game's in Dallas, right? And the game is in Dallas. Oh, yeah, they wild. The game is also in Seattle Sunday night when the Patriots come across the country. And, hey, I believe in the Patriots. I picked them to make the playoffs. I feel better about that pick after what I saw this past weekend. That's the truth. But Seattle, three and a half points. Woo! Yeah, give me that. 
Seahawks win by four. Absolutely. Just enough by the skinny skin skin of the chinny chin chin. Give me Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Minus three and a half. They cover against the Patriots in Seattle. In Seattle. Let's do it. You were with me on that when, so far? When was the last time they played there? Was that when uh, Richard Sherman and all those guys I said this? I think so. Ooh, it's been a long time. It has. Because they've played. Eight years. Because it's right, every eight cause, years. Because yeah. they've played in the Super Bowl against each other. They played Correct. in New England. Correct. But they've, yeah, they haven't had that matchup in Seattle 2012 would have yeah. been the last time. Wow. That'll be a fun one. That's going to be fun, man. Last but not least, before we get to our Steelers predictions. Vikings, go to Indianapolis. Arthur Motes, you and no, I... No, Lizzo? We don't get no Lizzo today? I'm in a Minnesota Vikings. Thank you. I want Lizzo on a Friday. You know the odds of a team to make the playoffs when you start the season 0-2. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good at all. Both of these teams, we both kind of figured as, as playoff teams, or at least certainly teams that would be in the race all season. Right, right. It's a big game for both of these teams. I mean, mm-hmm. a big game. Because, again, you don't want to drop the 0-2. That kills you, man. I think this game is a coin flip. I could see it going either way. It's in Indianapolis, but the Vikings play in a dome, too, so I don't know how huge of an advantage that is for the Colts this week. Vikings are underdogs. So to make a little money here, Motsi, we're going to go with the Vikings' money line. Vikings is underdogs to win straight up on the road. Yeah. I like how you cook it. You'll get a nice return on your money there. So we'll go Vikings' money line. Vikings straight up to win. At Indianapolis. I love Close it. Close one. I the Vikings it. win. Getting the paper today. We getting paper, paper. All right. And here's what I want to do from a gambling standpoint, right? Because we're going to give our Steelers picks we, here in just a second. We're not always gambling. I'm we always are. gambling. What you mean? But what I really want to do, Arthur Motes, is because the Steelers and the Packers are pretty heavily favored this weekend. Okay. We're going to parlay the Steelers and the Packers both to win together tell straight tell up tell money tell line. Tell Did you just say... Parlay! Oh, we got parlay! You know I love a little parlay! Oh, parlay, matey, you parlay! Know matey's got to do the parlay! Oh, I love it, I love a parlay! Got to do the parlay! Oh, so, yes. Arthur Motes, we will, we will take the Steelers and the Packers, both favorites to win, but if you parlay them together to win, that gives you even odds on your money. So... From the show me the money standpoint, right? Houston plus five at Baylor. Dallas minus five hosting the Falcons. Seattle minus three and a half hosting the Patriots. Vikings to win straight up in Indy. And we will parlay the Steelers and the Packers to win straight up as well. Now, for what the people really came for. Arthur Motes, the Steelers, six and a half point favorites at Heinz Field. On Sunday afternoon. Me, should, I go, should I go first on I this? I think you should go first on this. It's right. most host, it's most it, it host is. Fridays. It is. It's my Friday. So I don't want to step on your toes I would say because otherwise, you know, things get misconstrued. You think I'm influenced. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of that. So, for me, I'm thinking uh, I'm going 21-13, man. I think that you Steelers definitely cover. Hey, chill out now. You I, I think, son of a – now I know why you wanted to go I, first. I, I just feel like Steelers cover. I think that they find a way to get the job done, man. I think that Locke can definitely present some challenges, but not enough to hang with the Steelers. 21-13, what we're going with, baby. What we'll say you, my, my colleague? So that the people know I'm not lying. Look at my prep sheet here, handwritten it's in a lot, different, it's, hold on, it's in a lot different of, color. Because say, it's a lot of writing okay, on this. Here, bottom bottom left corner. Oh, Steelers, uh, minus six. Get out of here. 21-13. And you can see, look, I do this. This is a quirky, this is what? a behind-the-scenes thing here. You notice how on my prep sheet there, there's two different colors of I, I writing. I do see that, yes. So blue is always my prep notes, and then I start with a black pen during the show You're, so I can uh, differentiate them. Tell yeah, the people, blue. What, tell the people what color my score prediction's in. The score prediction's in blue at the bottom. It says 21-13. You and I, you know, we've been doing this together for a while. We're in sync, bro. We're in sync, man. I have. The, you know what's funny? Last year, I don't know if I told you this or if you remember, the first six weeks of the season last uh-huh. year, Dale Lawley and Matt Williamson predicted the same exact Steelers score. 
for the first six weeks. Wow. <laughs> so maybe it's not surprising that, you know, Jeez. we do these shows together. We talk to each other. And we're we start on the same page. each other things and stuff. Wow. Arthur Mucks, that's, that's I am different. with you. 21 to 13. I love it, man. The Pittsburgh Steelers win and the Pittsburgh Steelers cover. That makes it even better. And then we got a parlay with that Packers game. So it's ought to be good. Just love it, just love it. That'll do it, Motsi. Man, it's a great Friday, man. Ultimately, I'm mad at the show. Real quick. Hold on, just real quick. Oh, wait. There's more. TC got in here last second. He says 51 to nothing, Steelers. Let's go. Who run? We run. Who run? We run. Love it, man. Love it, man. But, hey. It was a good week. I feel like the show goes too fast on a Friday, man. It was a good week. Awesome week, man. Awesome week two to the season, man. Hope everybody enjoyed the, the, the show this week. Definitely appreciate y'all for tuning in to Power Grid, the Mega Watchman. Phenomenal job. Shout out to our producer, too, man, Wesley Euler, <laughs> man. He did. He, he he held us down, man, early on when, you know, uh, part two of the Batman and, and Robin duo was missing. <laughs> you know, he, he definitely covered for us, man. So definitely a big time shout out to him, man. But once again, man, enjoy the games this weekend. Enjoy Steelers football Woo. on Sunday. And you always know. Where to find us, man? You're 24-7. Home of the black and go. Steelers Nation Radio. Party people. Directed, let's begin. Party on, party people, let me hear some noise. DC's in the house, jump, jump, rejoices. There's a party over here, a party over there. Wave your hands in the air, shake the dairy, yeah. These three words mean you're getting busy. Whoa, that is Hitman. Ooh.